Hey everybody, welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. So this is our Tube Talk episode, where we review some of the latest TV show episodes and talk about some upcoming new shows and episodes as well. Yes, when those are there, we do that for sure. Yes, my name is Matt Hay, and with me I have... Mr. Joel Cunningham. Right on. I just called myself a Mr. Joel. A Mr. Joel. (laughs) Well, Mr. Joel, thank you very much for introducing yourself. Um, My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. I know that we had uh, um, recently talked about some shows, Mm -hmm. but there's a couple other ones that that we wanted to maybe throw in there. So what's what's the first one we have? Yeah, so the first one I wanted to talk about was a new show that came out on Netflix that it's, for some reason, it's popped up. And as as this happens with me very often, I see a show pop up and I look at it and I go, oh, that looks interesting. Okay. I should check that out. Yeah. Just like maybe that. Oh, yeah. that looks interesting. Exactly. Oh, check that out. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's kind of the process <laughs> my head goes through. And it just depends upon the moment. Sometimes I'm feeling good about it, sometimes I'm not. So we're going to talk about this show and then one other show which I had been watching a bit for the back and I just picked up again. I thought it was really good. So the first show is a show called Frontier. And I don't know, Matt, if you're familiar. I am not. Is this an original Netflix show? Yeah, I believe it's an original Netflix show. And it follows this character named Declan Harp, who's basically a part Irish, part Native American outlaw which I don't know the details of it yet, how that came into being. Wait, Um, wait, is this Jason Momoa? Yes. Okay, okay, I have seen this. I Sorry. No, no worries. Yeah. So basically he's campaigning uh, to breach the Hudson Bay Company's monopoly on the fur trade in Canada. Okay. So it's kind of this time period piece that takes place back and, you know, when Britain is still solidifying its role in America and the Redcoats are still there. And there's times where they're showing stuff that's happening over in like Britain and Ireland. And Mm -hmm. there's times where they're showing things that are happening, you know, over in Canada with this fur trading stuff. And there's this war that's kind of broken out between a lot of different groups to take control, if you will, of this fur trade okay. that is very important. It makes a lot of money. So immediately, I don't know if that draws any ideas of what this might be similarly to a show that's kind of playing right now, a very popular one that you know Jason might have also been, been a part, part of. of. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Game of Thrones, which this film or this show really felt like almost a Game of Thrones kind of spinoff. In but a way, Frontierland. Yeah, it <laughs> it. So it didn't reach. It doesn't reach the same heights as I would say Game of Thrones does in regards to complexity. In regards to, I mean, pretty much anything right. <laughs> isn't the unfortunate truth of the matter. So I will just. I I wasn't a huge fan of this, and I'm just t- we're really talking about this because we want to talk about shows that we're watching and are, that are coming out now. And I will just read you a couple thoughts, kind of notes that I took while I was actually watching the first episode. I only got through the first episode here of it, and um, there's a scene basically the very beginning. The way the first episode starts is Jason has got these guys in front of him, and he his I guess these are red coats that he's found that are part of the the trading company, and the character named Harp and he's found these red coats that I guess they were doing something bad. And he decides that just randomly, all right, they're begging for mercy, but I'm just going to kill them. So he kills all three of them. And then they happen to find a fourth red coat who walks up to him and just, I guess says the magical right words of please don't kill me in the right way and has the right look to himself. And so instead of killing him, Harp goes, go back and tell them about me and that's what your job is. And I'm like, immediately, that's like the worst thing for me because they started off immediately making this guy look like a complete jerk, like mm-hmm. complete just 
you know, horrible guy. He's just going to randomly kill three guys I don't know anything about. Right. Just for reasons. And then not only that, but the logic of it is so bad because he didn't know that fourth guy was there. Right. They found him after he'd already killed the three guys. And so it's like, why would he let that one guy, like if his plan all along was to let somebody run back <laughs> and talk about it, then why would he have killed all three of them? You know, so it's just randomness, you know, <laughs> it, and that's kind of like the best idea that I felt like, it felt like the show was really trying to be shocking and trying to like put something there and be right. like deep and like, oh, dark and action. And it just never got there. Right. Again, it's the first one. Um, there's another scene where there's this sort of, they're, they're back in England and there's this interaction that's going down between kind of the main, I guess you say one of the main antagonists that's going to be in the show and he's eating this meal and he's talking about how the proper way to, you know, torture somebody is. And I don't even know how you can do this. He slips and manages to cut the inside of his own hand with his knife or his fork somehow. I'm trying to figure that out right yeah, now. So I'm he's not. like cutting, he's like both hands, I don't know if you're imagining it, like both hands are moving back and forth. Yeah. Like who cuts like that? Who moves like <laughs> and it was all this setup just to get to the point where he could do the thing with the blood dripping off his hand where he's like, this is what it means to be violent, you know, and he's like showing the blood. He's like, we're going to make their blood run run red as well. And there's just constantly scenes like this all throughout the first episode. <laughs> there's a scene where the like the one of the main characters is basically this Michael Smith, he's this Irish guy and a girl named uh, Grace Emberley, who's played by, these are played by Landon, I don't, not the last name, Lib Borion and Zoe Boyle. I don't know them from anything else at the moment. They might've been some other shows I haven't seen, but they're in this and they, they decide they're going to try and like rob this ship and they break in. There's guards on the ship and <laughs> it was actually really sad how funny this was. So the Zoe's brother is um, standing there. He's, he's standing on the side of the ship and he gets caught by one of the one of the guards, like as they're trying to steal this. Yeah. And I guess Zoe's character and Landon's character are like they're in love with each other. You know, they're just blossoming their relationship. I guess it's the bad teeth. They love the bad teeth at each other. This horrible, nasty. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. And so he's saying, I shouldn't laugh about this, but he's getting stabbed by the red coat guy. And just the way they shot it and they framed it, it's almost like he's like, Well, I guess I'm getting stabbed. And then he picks up her brother like literally stabs him then picks him up and just chucks him overboard and it's like I almost expected that sound effect of like bloop like when he hit the water it just looked like the silliest little like they picked up like a dummy and just like threw it over the side it was just everything about the show just screamed out like we're trying to be something edgy we're trying to be something scary and crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just didn't get there at all like on any level and mm. every year like you immediately knew these are the bad guys because they're going to do bad things and they're going to intimidate the the ladies that work at the tavern and they're going to make these horrible plans and they're going to force this it was like immediately apparent where everything was going and that was the cool thing about game of thrones it's like you watch the first episode and you get done with it and you're like what the heck is this about zombies yeah, yeah. where are they oh they're doing that those two people are doing that and that's really inappropriate and that poor kid just got pushed like what's gonna happen yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. this film was like or the show is like okay so that's the good guys that's the bad guys he's gonna be like the anti-hero guy and it's all gonna come down to him trying to accomplish this to get the the pelts right which, and then the pelts basically it's like the metaphorical like pile of money yeah and doesn't even make any sense you know why yeah. they're so important so i don't know i just want to talk about it a little bit in case anybody's interested in checking it out i've seen it on there um yeah thought about maybe starting it just the the tv watch schedule is crazy so are you going to keep watching this thing um that's a tough question <laughs> we'll so, talk about it next two yeah talk. so i will say this the one one other funny scene and then we can move on to the next 
the next show, but um, Michael, the character that's playing by the guy Landon, so he's he gets basically shanghaied in a way, he gets stuck on the boat. So they're trying to rob the boat, and he hides down in the base of the boat, and he falls asleep, which I guess you you do. Okay. If you're hiding from guards, I guess it's common that you just fall asleep and wake up. And he's in the middle of the ocean. He's going to Canada, right? And so he's going to Canada. He's on his way there. And um, basically, what? well, more or less what ends up happening is he gets, uh, the guards find him. And they accuse him of this stuff, and it turns out it's not him. It's a really silly setup. And he's standing there, and you hear this guy, Land Ho! And so they, they do the Land Ho scene, and he, he stands up, and he runs to the edge of the ship, and he basically says <clears throat> something along the lines of, that is the most beautiful sight that I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anything like that. And it's they jump to the shot, which is, I guess, supposed to be what he's seeing, and it just looks like, like a couple little buildings and just like this water like bay and it's like the least impressive thing i've ever seen in my entire and it just made me laugh like four or five times the entire show it's like that scene it, it, you know he lives in england so they're probably used to seeing bays and houses by the bay maybe a lot more impressive he, there. maybe he was recently you know healed from being blind his whole life <laughs> maybe. and he hasn't seen yeah. anything maybe previously. he went blind on the boat trip and it was a lot longer of a trip and yeah, yeah. I guess, or maybe they were implying that he's like, we're finally done with the trip, but it just did not come across that, that way. That so. is funny. Yeah. Um, so Frontier, awesome. Awesome. So the next show I want to talk about, and Matt, this is another show that you probably don't have a lot to add. You probably haven't seen too much of yet, but it's another show that's on Netflix. And this one actually came through the IFC or IFC. And it's a show called Documentary Now. And this is the right kind of show for me. It, it's ranked pretty highly in a lot of different places. And, uh, you know, IMDb has it at like an 8.1 out of 10. It's a it's a really funny thing. I'm I'm a fan of some documentary films. I think that they can be pretty great. Right. But there's definitely a genre of documentary film type thing. It's like there's a style to certain types of documentary film. Like if you think of this person's making a documentary film and that person, there's going to be this certain style and feel to it. And what they do is they go and they actually find like 10 or so different types of documentary films that are out there. And then they parody the, the, the documentary films themselves. And so they're like really famous documentary films. And so there's like a documentary film about this old like couple, this husband and daughter, or sorry, uh, mother and daughter. And they were like really famous in the heyday of Hollywood and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they move out to this like house and it's like running down. It's decrepit. And so they make a documentary, like a spoof of that, of that documentary, which was really famous. Okay. But in the course of the documentary, it turns out like it's like a haunted house. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, and they're like horrible things started happening. And like, That's it's awesome. really awkward because of the way that the mom and they're Bill Hader, uh, sorry, Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. So we got some SNL alum. Yes. Cool. Um, it's, it's written with Seth Myers and he might be in it as well. And okay. I know Jack Black. I've only seen the first two episodes so far, but Fred Armisen and Bill Hader, Hader play pretty much the two main characters of all the documentaries. And so they're guys and girls and they're just, they take all the characters and they just spoof them hilariously. And so like in that episode, like um, Bill Hader is playing this character where he's like the daughter and he's like, he's like, people used to just think I was so attractive. And then mom's like, no, they didn't. And she's like, yes, they did. I was so attractive. And he's just like shouting at her like a dude, but he's like dressed as a woman. And it's just, it's really funny because it's very self-aware, but it, it, it floats that fine line. It's so difficult to do sometimes between satire and parody where it's making, it's making like a successful satire of these things. So it's not just like making jokes that are silly. You know, you think of like, 
teen movie or epic movie. And those are like parodies where it's like, okay, we're going to just throw this stupid stuff in, in, they look at it and they go, okay, well, what's like a way we could satire this without making it look like really stupid. There are moments, don't get me wrong, where there's just like really stupid thing. Like the second episode is about these two guys that, um, go down to, I think, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Like it's basically a small town in Mexico, like Nicaragua or something like that. It might be Nicaragua. And they're <laughs> right. they're doing research on this like drug runner, this cartel guy. Yeah. And the first two guys go down there and they're like, they're like, we're going to do this. We're going to find this guy and we're going to ask all these questions. And like the one guy that they go, the first guy they interview is like, you shouldn't be asking too many questions. You might get in trouble. You might die. Yeah. And they get shot and they die. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and then two more guys go down there and it's Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to find this guy. We're going to figure out who's doing it. We're going to figure out what's going on and we're going to help these people. And then they get shot and die. <laughs> so it's like, and it's just really funny because like every time they die, it's like, we felt that it was important to us to go back down there and figure out exactly what's going on. <laughs> so it just, I would just say, you know, if you're looking for a funny, kind of silly show if you're snl fan yeah if you're snl fan if you're film if you're a fan of like like mockumentaries type things like this is spinal tap or something they're great like all those you know waiting for guffman like all those types of films they're really funny um so i would definitely say check it out if if that floats your boat yeah it's something you're excited about so yep that's it matt cool cool what else do we have to talk about yeah next is the walking dead Yes. That uh, was actually on um, this past Sunday. So um, episode 10. Mm -hmm. um, I'm letting you talk more about this because that's a lot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I did get a chance to see this. I I like where we're going. I said this last time too. I I, With the uh, mid-season premiere, I like where we're headed. Yeah. Um, This wasn't a filler episode. There's, There's reasons for things that were happening. Yeah. And it's definitely pointing us in one direction. Um, as far as what's happening. Because like we said before, the first half of the season, there's a lot of nothing yeah. happening. Yeah. And so this is, there's stuff happening now. We, we figured out why. And again, if you're, if you're new to Tube Talk, there's going to be spoilers because we're talking about the last latest episodes and, yes. and et cetera. Just be warned. Just be warned. So um, we find out why Rick was like grinning smiling you know at the end of the the yes. previous episode and he didn't see an ice cream truck right i was thinking maybe that was it there's always a possibility always that a, possibility. a post-apocalyptic <laughs> ice cream truck wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> that would be amazing it'd yeah. be the best business around yeah um so we know why he's smiling he he has this opt he has this newfound like optimistic you know like like all the new marketing material for walking dead like the slogan is rise up yeah and so he's got this new like you know optimism and hope about him yeah. and so he they're surrounded by well you know quote unquote enemies but he sees that as being you know okay we can befriend these people yeah. we can figure it's out an a opportunity way to, right it's an opportunity yeah. so um there's that uh there's that element to it we get we get to see a bit more daryl um which you know <laughs> from the first half of the season he's not in a cage anymore so he <laughs> is um he's not in a cage but he is Petting not, a tiger in a cage. Yeah. He's not in a cage. He's not in a glass cage of emotion. Right. As they say. Yeah. Right. Uh, on easy street. <laughs> on easy street. So um, he, uh, he, he's back around. Um, we get to see him reunite with Carol, which yeah. was kind of nice. It was pretty, it was, it was, it wasn't as touching as I felt like they made it in the episode for me. Right. But it was still cool. It was yeah. nice to see them get back together. They do mean something to each other. There, so. there are, there are some cool moments like that. Um, we see a little bit of Morgan, barely any of Ezekiel, but it's really a lot of it mainly focuses on 
uh, Rick yeah. uh, and company at the um, uh, they so they find Gabriel this 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 group that lives in a junkyard. Yep, find Gabriel, um, and uh, you know take the stuff that he has and um, run into Rick and crew. They kind of reunite. They see each other and then they strike up a deal. Yep. They strike up a deal to try and kind of have them join the cause. The collective. Right. I guess that's what you would call them. I They they, they were really cool and kind of weird and creepy to me because they kind of felt like they were a new type of person. Right. That we haven't really seen in the Walking Dead universe. Someone who seemed to be agreeable after making a deal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Jadis or something? Jardis? Jadis? That, that's anyway, that's yeah. the name of the, the main the main new girl that made the deal with rick mm-hmm. um funny part um so i was i was talking with you about this earlier joel's the, the walking dead um they're they're doing the the video game thing where they're like all right now in order for us to go get the saviors we have to go do this other thing to get another thing to go do this and then we can go <laughs> join up with everybody in yeah. order to do the saviors and so that's what they have to do they have to get guns uh, which we're guessing they're going to get from the the women group that Tara came across right. in the first half of the season yep. to give that to the junkyard group in order to have them join forces with them in the hilltop and hopefully eventually the kingdom to fight off the saviors. Yes. Um, so that's kind of the video game thing I was telling you about. The other thing is that they had, and you were telling me about this, is mm-hmm. the uh, is the random like pit fight that uh, Rick had with yeah. with the boss. <laughs> the I boss don't know what zombie. you would call the zombie. <laughs> it's a new zombie and it's like, it, it was actually pretty surprising because it definitely looked like something out of, I don't know what- Like a Resident the, Evil. Yeah, like Resident Evil, yeah. some sort of video game yeah. <laughs> or movie that would be just all about like action. It seemed a little bit silly. I mean, especially when you consider who's doing this to him, which is that group of collective people, yeah. which literally seem like they're all on some sort of like- downer you know they were all just kind of like whatever so it's like they just have this zombie with these giant spikes like sticking out of them i still thought it was a really cool scene yeah i still thought it was a very effective scene i just the setup for it felt a little silly right it felt very kind of forced that they like had this thing in this garbage pit it was like you know and they set it up like they were trying to um like test rick yeah see what he is and they're like so what was that test about all about he's like oh we don't know that was just greg or whoever that guy was part part of me wonders if they with that they were still because you mentioned in our last tube talk that you liked the fact that rick wasn't kind of fully brought back yet right he was still kind of struggling he needed reassurance from um michonne michonne it's so I kind of felt like maybe that was an attempt for them to finalize that Rick is, you know, metaphorically and realistically right. climbed up. He's faced off his demons in the bottom of the pit and come out better for it, you know, because he comes yeah. up out of the pit and he's smiling and he's like, we made a deal and right. he's happy. And he's able to, with confidence then, you know, make the deal that he does with them to say like, no, you're only getting a third, you know, and we're going to get our weapons back. But, you know, so... I like that. I thought that was effective. I just like the zombie in and of itself. It felt like right. they could have done something that would have been more realistic in that situation instead of sending them into a giant pit with a big spiky zombie. Right. A hedgehog zombie. Um, I think that's what I'm going to call right. it. Hedgehog spiky. zombie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I I do like, it's so funny to think about Gabriel. Yes. Where he's come from. Yeah. Because I hated Gabriel mm-hmm. at first. I did not like him at all. Really? Um, and yeah, he's just like, I was just like, whoa, chill out, man. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I just couldn't handle him. Yeah. And now he's like, I mean, they had the line and he, he's, he's like him and Rick are friends yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And that's such a, that's, 
that's a good example of a character arc right there. Agreed. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just, that's, I like that. I like, I like it when people become friends too many times, there's too many enemies and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. So. I'd agree with that. I think there's a couple elements that weren't super awesome for me. I know they're probably doing this on purpose, but we didn't see anything from Negan. Right. Which it would have been, not, I I understand why they're doing it because they needed to talk about the plan that they're, you know, Rick's making with everybody to try and right. build it up. But it would have been nice to like get a potential sense of what Negan is doing. Right. So the last thing you want is like, okay, well they, they just show up and then they just beat him and, or there's this big epic fight, but you don't even know what Negan was doing or what he's thinking. Cause he's obviously a big part of that story so far. Right. So, and I think he's a great character. So, I think they did a good job keeping the episode focused, though. Yeah. It didn't feel like they got lost on a bunch of bunny trails. They had one main thing they wanted to accomplish, and, and I think that's what they're right. You know, focused and the, on. it it felt like they they moved the story forward. They progressed right. it enough with the characters and with what's overall happening, with trying to face off against Negan. And it's kind of like you see now that there's you know cracks that are starting to form as well in right. other areas that are probably going to help to aid Rick make the big jump into to fighting off against Negan and the Saviors. Right. So, um, we don't know because The Walking Dead does this thing where, you know, you have a couple of main plot centric episodes yeah. and then they do something that seems off the wall. Like, yeah. well, how is this related to anything? Yeah. And sometimes it's not related and they just need to have what we would call a filler episode. <laughs> yeah. But, um, when do you think we're going to see Negan? Because we haven't seen him at all this half. Um, did I thought we saw him brief, like very briefly in the the last. Well, you hear his, his voice. voice. It's his voice, voice on yeah. the radio. So I don't know. I think maybe they're holding that close to their chest at the moment. I I really honestly don't know. Like I said, I hope that we get a sense of where he's at and what he's doing before they do the attack. Right. I would be really stupid for me to just because then I do, I I'm just like we're just jumping into an attack. Right. So I really hope that they show that Negan is like either working on something or aware of something or is you know actively working against this. I feel like what they might do is just wait until the attack is ready and then have Negan like come to them right. and set it up that way. So right. Negan's doing his standard thing where it's like, he's like intimidating and he's like, I'm going to do this and oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so they'll use that as a means to kind of jump into the action. So yeah. I, that's kind of how I would think it would happen. It I, wouldn't necessarily be what I would want to happen, but right. I would think, you know, based upon everything they set up in the first eight episodes of the series, which is literally this thing with Negan coming and right. being all intimidating and doing scary things and Crazy. killing people and yeah. then, and then leaving. So they're going to try and like subvert that. I think maybe we'll see him in maybe two episodes or so. I, um, Oh, another thing, just to kind of point out, I think, uh, we might be getting a little bit of Ezekiel on board. We didn't see him much. We saw him at the very beginning, mainly one time talking to Carol, I think in the middle end ish. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he has an amicable relationship with the guy who represents the Saviors. He seems like probably one of the most level-headed, legit guys that yeah. we've seen from the Saviors. Yeah. Um, uh, he was very, very accommodating, listens to Ezekiel, uh, but then he's got their rogue. They both have their rogue people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. We'll see because he's threatening things might get a little bit more violent. So yeah, and I'm I'm liking what they did with Carol this episode too. I feel like in some of the prior episodes with her, they went way too far into the whole like "woe is me, I'm Carol, right, that's right. horrible." Like it just was really strong. That's been her like the last two or three seasons. I know, too. but it built up so much and it got so heavy handed. Just that right. I'm suffering and bad things are happening and I felt like this was just like okay she's mildly annoyed and she's super happy to see Daryl yeah. so I, I liked it I liked the way they treated her I mean I'm fine with her 
struggling and dealing with these issues yeah. and I think her reasons are fine, but Oh cool. I just thought of something too. What was that? Um if let's say let's say Ezekiel doesn't make it. Okay. Let's just say that. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was gonna mention. We haven't seen any major deaths. Like we haven't really seen any deaths right. so, for the most let's part. Let's say Ezekiel doesn't make it. There's maybe there's that and this is just me, you know, totally spitballing here, but yeah. let's say uh Let's say Daryl gets to keep Shiva, the tiger. I thought about that, but I also, I mean... He's like, what's up? I have a tiger and a crossbow. I just, I think <laughs> the tiger's a bit too flashy for Daryl, personally. I, I think know, it's cool. like they're friends. I mean, the tiger's not chill. Tiger's like, I'm a king, I'm going to have a tiger. That's what the tiger's He was about. chill around Daryl, though. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I don't know, maybe. Anyway. I see, see Daryl's more like a wolf guy. Like, he gets like a wolf or a dog. A dog would probably yeah. be better. I could see him getting a pup and raising that up. But I don't know. Like maybe. John Wick? Yeah, like John Wick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He brings in a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Crossbow foo. There you go. Crossbow <laughs> foo. Yeah. So I, I will say I'm excited. I think it was a good episode. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, best episode ever, but it was good. It was effective. Yeah. And I'm excited again to continue watching yeah. and seeing kind of where they go with it next. I'm hoping... I'm hoping they don't get too caught up in some of the side story, like especially with going to try and get... Obviously, this episode was important to set up that they're going and they're trying to find new right. people to join them. But if they get too crazy with that of constantly trying to just find more and more people to bring in, right. then that could get lost in that as well. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think you're right. They're going to have to go. They're going to have to talk to the group of the women and find out if they can get the guns from them. And right. that's going to be a huge chunk of the episode. That's going to be hard because uh, they tried killing her last time. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm excited too. Uh, first time in a while, I'm, I'm excited to keep keep diving into this. I think this should be pretty uh, yeah. pretty good. And that's that's really anything yeah. else you want to add? No, I'm. I will say this. Back of my head, just keep it in mind. I'm okay. thinking they might kill Carol. Noted. I'm thinking. I don't know why. I just have a sense of it. I could see that happening. Just because they've 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 put her in such a position that maybe... honestly, I could see anybody dying except for Rick right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if they'll ever kill off Rick. They might. He might lose parts of himself. Right. Like yeah, literally might lose some pieces, but I don't think they're going to kill him anytime soon. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's it though. That is all. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for our tube talk segment. Um, again, if you have uh, thoughts, questions, anything that we talked about, uh, chime in, let us know. You can reach us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. And uh, on top of that, um, visit us over at uh, at our website, realreviewmedia.com. Again, that's... Uh, uh, real spell R E E L and uh, check out our Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well at uh, so slash real review media and at real review media. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's it for tube talk. Anything else, Joel? No, that's all cool, man. All right. Well, you all have a wonderful rest of the day and it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>